Welcome! I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. Seasons changing. Seasons changing. Yes, they are. Seasons changing. Seasons changing. Yes, they are. Season four, episode one. Dogs. Where my dogs at? We're talking about dogs today to open up a great season four with dogs. It's a great topic. Man's best friend. Man's best friend. Uh, this is father's show. So that's why we're talking about dogs. We're not talking about cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dogs what are you saying? Are, what are you saying? Are the best. Dogs are better. Dogs are the best. The saying isn't all cats go to heaven. It's all dogs go to heaven. That is also true. Because <laughs> cats are demons. Yeah, I don't think any cat goes to heaven, to be honest. Uh, this is one that we've kind of, we haven't talked specifically about dogs in the past, but we have brought them up in previous episodes pertaining to children and um, newborns. But this one's going to be all about the doggos. We got some stats to share, some opinions to share, um, some stories on all the dogs that we've had growing up and how awesome they were. Or not awesome. It kind of depends. We're gonna we're gonna share all the good and the bad, and I might share a crazy dog story. I don't know yet. Hey, hey! But before we dive in, as always, if you guys want to reach out to us, our Gmail is fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. and our Instagram, fathersunscripted. Find us there. Give us a uh, follow, like, maybe a comment, maybe a shout out. Share it if you care. We know you care. Just share it. <laughs> it helps. It helps. But uh, this one to start with, I just want to find out um, about all the dogs you've had in your life, if you have a dog now. And uh, take it away, Chase. Yeah, we've ha- I've had one, two, three, four, five. Five dogs. So... Growing up, we owned a half golden retriever, half chocolate lab. Brownie. Brownie. Awesome dog. Um, Then when he passed away at the ripe old age of 11, uh, we got a brother and sister mix, German Shepherd and chocolate lab. I don't know what's up with these chocolate lab mixes, but chocolate lab, German Shepherd mix. Um... I would say that's not the smartest like combo breed. Like Chocolate Lab, smart. German Shepherd, smart. Mix those two together, ultra dumb dog, I think. One um, of them definitely was slower than the other one. But both st- <laughs> stupid. One um, was a were, great fetch dog. Yes, that's all they cared about. Like it would have been a really good, uh, a probably duck hunting dog. Oh, yeah. Because totally. um, all, all she cared about was retrieving um she was really good at retrieving from a very young like just throw anything she was go get it bring it back that's all she did her whole life didn't want to be pet would drop something at your foot you were supposed to throw it and that was it like she didn't want to get pet or walked or anything it was just really weird and the other one ate rat poison and snail bait and somehow still decided (laughs) to live like just a stupid dog um uh, just not smart. So um, there was him. Uh, he was a really cool looking dog, though. He looked like a like a wolf. He was big, huge. So he looked black. like yeah. He he was like this big dark black um, dog, like German. Like think of the biggest German Shepherd you've ever seen. That's how big he was. But then his coloring wasn't anything like a German Shepherd. It was just like a black with these like really cool gray markings. And his face was dark black. So, like, he was kind of a scary-looking dog. Really nice dark dog. Like I said, though, dumb as a post. Scare um, the crap out of us playing anything outside at nighttime? Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like, jeez. Yeah, he was. He just was not smart. There, was, there had to have been something wrong with him because he was just not a smart dog. Um, very lovable, though. And then when they both passed away, brother and sister, um, we got a little... Uh, Half Maltese, half Shih Tzu, I think. 
I could be wrong there, but it was a tiny little dog. She Duh. is still alive. Um, she's 14 years old, 15 years old. Um, so she's still, um, I think she's 14 years old, turning 15 this year. She's still uh, chugging along, uh, just great. And then I own a pit bull right now. Well, it's a mix, but you could totally tell there's pit in them. Uh, probably Amstaff, probably a little bit of Chocolate Lab, uh, weird, and <laughs> some other type of, but you could tell, like, he definitely looks like a pit bull. Um, he was a rescue dog. Well, we found him on the street, had mange, had no hair, uh, covered in fleas, so we took care of him. The vet said he was uh, six weeks old when we found him, but he looked, oh, wow. or he was, he was eight weeks old, looked like he was four. Four Dang. weeks old because he was just so malnourished and it looked terrible. He was really ugly, um, but he's still alive. He's f- he's fourteen this year. Um, Dang, and he's been hit by a car. He got lost in an ice storm in Oklahoma for ten days. Somehow we found him. <laughs> this this dog will not die. Uh, <laughs> he has arthritis in every joint of his body. Um, but still finds ways to keep on trucking. He's, he's living with my in-laws right now. Well, we call it hospice uh, because we couldn't have him at this house. We couldn't have pets. So he stayed with my in-laws, which has a nice property for him to lounge out. He loves to swim. So he does uh, therapy swimming in the morning. There you go. Just like you would, I guess, at like a retirement home. I, I think that's, he's, <laughs> he's living his best life in California. Um, sunny he, days he was a really good dog for us but he hated he was really scared of people so it was really hard to take him out and then he didn't have any um like he didn't know any he didn't know how to act like a dog around dogs like he didn't know how to sniff he didn't know how to like he got up in like dogs face to meet them which is like instant yeah. fight right away <laughs> um and since he's a pit bull people were always scared uh so it was really hard to take him out and about but he was great with us he was great with the boys um it was just hard because he just was super scared of anyone new didn't trust anybody except for us and he loved dogs but didn't know how to like interact with other dogs so they all hated him um so yeah we don't have any dogs right now currently living with us but yeah, we've the, the, that's our that's my dog history. What about what about you? You always have like the awesome dogs that are trained to like get you coffee and stuff and <laughs> and do all kinds of cool stuff. I wouldn't go that far, but our uh, we didn't get a dog till I was twelve, which was kind of a bummer because there were so many dang kids in the house. My parents were like, "We're not getting a dog." It's kind of a smart move, to be honest. Yeah. And then finally, when you know I was twelve, literally, I was heading to your guys' house for your brother's birthday. We got uh, a pound puppy that morning, and I think she was already like one or two, maybe three when we got her. But if you think about a yellow lab, (laughs) you think about it like standing a foot off the ground and maybe a foot and a half long, maybe. That's what it was. Totally looked like a yellow lab. Yeah, it was like a just a a miniature miniature yellow yellow lab. (laughs) Her name was Casey. She was awesome. We definitely trained her to do a whole bunch of stuff. She was a, a food lover, so she got girthy in her old age and got blind. But as so she, that she was, knows to do that to you. Yeah. She, <laughs> she I think when so I was twelve, so ten years later, nine years later, my brother and I went and got a rescue dog down in San Diego, which was we thought it was just German Shepherd. And with my dad being in the military and having service dogs, he did German Shepherds. And I'm pretty sure he did the Belgian Malinois. I'm pretty sure he just did the Shepherds, though, if I'm – I might be mistaken. But we are like, oh, let's get, a, let's get a German Shepherd. Go down there and get her. She definitely had PTSD from being found in the middle of a field in a box with her brothers and sisters eating her own poop. That was so, it. So that kind of – it was um, – <laughs> We got her. I think she was three months old. She was tiny. I remember. No, you bringing no, her. she was she was young. She might have been like twelve weeks actually. Now that I think about it. But we brought her home, and that was gonna be like, oh yeah, me and my brother were living 
together at my parents' house and like this bigger side of the house. So we're like, oh, it's kind of like an apartment. Like, oh, we'll take care of her. Yeah, didn't really last that long. We realized that <laughs> that was a dumb decision, but it became my it, it became my parents' dog, and our first dog was still alive. And you think about this, like when this dog got bigger, the German Shepherd. We realized that it was not just a German Shepherd; it was mixed, and we found out that it was mixed with Malinois. So, in the sense of a good protecting uh, dog, good like police dog handling dog kind of thing we got the best kind of dog you could get <laughs> but she was huge she was she was massive she was she, everybody thought she was a wolf because she was huge looked like a german shepherd but had different kind of colors it was kind of like lighter it was like a lighter yeah. like a lighter white yeah almost and um i actually trained her pretty well and then my dad trained her also really well so we could walk around anywhere with her off leash she would listen very well but she had some mannerisms like uh, i taught her how to do the white fang on your arm so where I she remember, like, yeah, 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 I remember rests that. her mouth on my arm so she was alive while our youngest our first dog was getting older so they lived a long life together i think casey finally passed away when she was like 17. she was like Barely she, making it. Yeah, but she lived forever. She lived a lot, and we think she was seventeen. She might have been twenty. Like we don't. <laughs> we, we don't know because she was a pound she was puppy. Full, she was full grown when you got her from the pound. Like she never. She didn't grow. She never anymore. grew after that. She grew out, but that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she got rounder. Um, she, uh, she passed away when my parents were up in Montana, so they buried her up there, which is pretty cool, and then. Kona lived, that was a German Shepherd mix, Kona. She lived, I think, till she was 14. That's a pretty good life right there. But she was, for German Shepherds, you know, like their hips start to go out and her yep. hips were going and all that kind of stuff. So uh, when she went, parents did the same thing. They buried her up in Montana. So whenever we go up there, we got a little spot we can visit the first two dogs. And then the dog I have now um, Zena, she is a half lab, half pit bull mix. And she looks like a black lab with like a little tiny red dot on her chest. So you can barely see And a strong tail, very strong tail. She's got that pit bull tail yeah. for sure. Um, but she is big, but she looks like a lab. So she's not like fat, like a lab she's fit. And what's nice is that when we went and got her, we got her in Utah. So this is our Utah dog. She will be seven this year and I think June. But um, when we got her, there was a bunch of other dogs, obviously out of the litter. And she was the only one that was a straight black. We're like, we got to get that one. Cause not only is straight black awesome, but we're like, if we're going to rent places, we can't have this dog looking like a pit bull. We need it looking like a lab. <laughs> so we got That's the true. all black. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like a pit bull. No, but like when people like are around her, she's like, man, her head's really big. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like Where? our friends, our friends were like, "Oh yeah, she's half pit bull." I mean, that's the the pit yeah, bull. Yeah, if, you, if you're her. around, if you're around pit bulls enough, like you see the 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 pit bull qualities in her. But if it's at, like first glance and she's running around, she just looks like a a giant black lab that's yoked. Yeah, and so she's she's big, and I always I always want to have a big dog. Um, so we got a big dog, and she's awesome. She's very, she acts very protective, like very protective. She barks at anybody at the door, anything that pulls up, but she will never bite anybody. Like I tell people this all the time. I literally like, if my dog bites you, I'll give you a thousand dollars. I'm serious. Cause people are like, Oh, is she friendly? I was like, just listen. doesn't matter if she's friendly or not. If she bites you, I'll give you a grand. I'm like, Oh, okay. And they'll just like reach down and start petting her. Yeah, and, like, yeah. like testing it out. I'm yeah. like, yeah, see, she's not going to bite you. Her cackles are all up and everything. She looks ferocious, but it's like, no, she's harmless. Her tail if you bend over, she'll take an eye out with your tail, but that's about it. <laughs> she'll turn around and give you a bruise <laughs> on your thigh. So we've only had, uh, so the two dogs growing up, and then now the, our family dog is, you know, Xena. And that's our, that's my dog story, or past and present. Yeah, I think once we, we find a place to finally call home, we'll, we'll get a couple, couple dogs. So the thing about dogs, though, is if you go on vacation and you don't take them, yeah. You have to find someone to watch them or you got to put them in a shelter or uh, whatever you call those things. And that's, that's uh, going to be a hit and miss if, you know, um, you never know. 
you just never know, especially being I'm going to get pit bulls again because pit bulls are awesome. Um, best, on, best family dog you can get. Yes. And I will rescue puppies. I have no problem doing that and then training them. I don't know if I have the patience to train a pit bull that is three or four years old that has a, you know, not a great pass. I have kids don't want to even, that's just yeah, not good. That's just not wise. I would yeah, say. So Got to start at the puppy. But I have no problem rescuing dogs, um, especially if they're puppies and then you can just uh, train them. So we'll probably get a, we'll probably get a couple once we find a place to finally settle down with, with, uh, you know, some property and stuff. So. Yeah, same. We want to add to it. Um, I like to get a couple dogs. Always have the dog have somebody to play with when we're not home and all that kind of stuff. Because right now my dog just like will sit inside and be like, they're leaving again. <laughs> I'm sit inside it sucks. It's like I want to have. I want you to have a companion. Yeah, yeah, we our dog our our pit bull was inside for I would say most of his life, and then we would obviously take him out. But growing up, all of my parents' dogs, other than the little uh, Shih Tzu thingy, uh, the other dogs were all outside. They never came inside. And I kind of like that aspect of just dogs that if you can train them, stay on your property. Uh, like, it was awesome. Brownie, the first dog, he would go around, like, the neighborhood, but he yeah. wouldn't, like, <laughs> go into the street. Like, he was a smart dog. He'd stay on the side, go wander around, come back. He slept with our cats. We had outdoor cats. Um, and they would just all sleep together and great dog. Then we, the other two that we got right after him hated, like they chase our cats off. We never saw our cats after we got the two dogs <laughs> and they would just like wander up the street and they were, we had to put an electric fence around our entire property. So they knew they could not leave it. Um, again, they were, they were, they were dumb, uh, but they were, they were, you know, growing up learning how to take care of dogs was a good thing. I love dogs. Um, I'm allergic to them, which kind of sucks. <laughs> so I'll like pet them and then I have to go wash my hands. So if I touch my face, I turn into Hitch from, uh, or Will Smith from Hitch. So that's kind of annoying. Well, you, you brought up, you know, growing up with dogs and all that kind of stuff too. I want to share the first stat with you. Oh yes. What is it? Um, this is from people.com. Okay. It says, according to the study, children from dog-owning households were 30 to 40% less likely to have conduct problems. Hmm. So I'm not sure what they mean by conduct problems, but like maybe how you... Maybe well-behaved? Well well-behaved. I was going to say how you carry yourself and uh, listening maybe. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, would, I mean, I don't know... What's the definition of they're using for conduct? Yeah. I do remember growing. So when we got the the two brother and sister German Shepherd chocolate lab mix, I believe I was eleven, because Brownie was there before I was even born. I I believe so. Like I was like eleven or twelve when we got our other two dogs, and you know trying to train them. You see, like my dad hit them on the the, the nose when they they don't obey like all that stuff and then as a 12 year old thinking oh okay i'll just smack a dog if they don't listen and like my parents used to have to tell me like no this is how you do it this is why you do it you don't just kick a dog because <laughs> you know it's totally like ah they're pissing me off i'll just kick them uh and so you learn that because you don't you don't know as a 12 year old you're just thinking oh dad hit them on the face because they did something i'm just gonna kick them because it's easier uh, <laughs> I don't want to touch the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that that's, I could see that being, you know, kind of the, 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 I don't know what you call it, like the setting the bar for, for kids. Maybe. I don't know. That's an, I, that's an interesting stat. I scroll down. It says, uh, they're better behaved than their peers who grew up without a dog. So maybe just there's behavior. Ability. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a, make, that's an interesting it makes sense stat. because you know, you got to feed them walk them, bathe them, you know. Yeah, you have a little bit more respect for a, a life, I guess. Yeah. You, you figure out really quickly that you're taking care of another life. Play with them, you know, figure out how to train them. You're thinking about them, so you're not just thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bunch of aspects around it, which this says um, the stat starts between two and five-year-olds. They had a reduced likelihood of conduct and peer problems as well as increased pro-social behavior, such as sharing and cooperating. 
Well, you need a lot of cooperation when you're dealing with a puppy. That's yeah. for sure. And for us, when we first got our dog now, it was more like, you know, let's let's get a dog to start before we have kids so we can baby something and prepare ourselves to, you know, baby a baby. And then we were like, well, this is going to work out great because we're going to start having kids. And then we want our, we definitely both wanted our kids to grow up with a dog. So it was nice to have the dog first, spend all the time we could on training it. Like my dog is, I made sure the number one thing I wanted to do was have her not react to when she's eating. So like my kids can pull on her ears. My kids can reach in there and grab dog food out of her bowl when she's eating. She doesn't give a crap. She's not doing anything. She's just food. (laughs) But having my kids grow up around her, they're comfortable around dogs. Mm -hmm. We don't really have an area where we can walk her. And plus, she's pretty strong. So (laughs) she's not the best behaved unless she's tired when we're out about walking. That might be the, I mean, not just the pit bull aspect, but we had to do that with our pit bull, like tire him out so he's well behaved. Yeah. And like when we, like we went on a walk this past weekend. And uh, <clears throat> we were going up a hill and I let Mackenzie take the dog because the dog basically pulled her up the hill. <laughs> That's a great way to. So, I mean, it worked then, but if we were walking flat, what's actually really cool too, which is I, something I've noticed is my dog won't pull um, my kids while they're walking. So if my son or my daughter is walking uh, my dog, she won't jerk. She won't pull. She might like walk ahead a little bit but she won't get out of control. So that's nice that she'll only do that for me or for Ellis, but she won't do it for the kids. But it also gives the kids a a chance to like react to the dog doing something. And she's like, dad, what am I supposed to do? She's pulling me. I'm like, oh, give her a little jerk, you know, jerk, jerk her little choke chain a little bit and let her know that that's not okay. So it's cool to have a dog that's decently trained for the most part on the the important things and then let the kids kind of be a part of actually training her still. Yeah, I saw a, a documentary on on service dogs, and there was um, like you don't think of pit bulls as service dogs, but this lady was saying how she has trouble walking up and down stairs, and so she uses her her pit bull who's a service dog of I don't remember what her her disability was, but she ha- she trained her dog to do the like not do the laundry but take the laundry bag up and down the stairs and i was like i need to do that because <laughs> the last two places or the first place we owned with this dog we had the laundry downstairs and i saw this dog and i was trying to train him to do that and it just did not work <laughs> but i thought that was like the, the the smartest thing you could possibly do is train the dog to take laundry up and down stairs and now wow. it's like my life goal that to do that one of my life goals. That's not my only life goal, but it's, it's I want <laughs> nope. to, I want to get a pit bull and I want to train it to, to do laundry, basically take so the laundry a, up and you down. You get a stairs. puppy and start a young, taking anything up, just take the empty bag up, up and down. Oh yeah. It'll do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to try like the next dog we get, I, it's going to be super efficient for me. Yeah. I'm going to spend a little bit more time working with my dog next time I get a puppy. Spent a lot of time doing things, but like the walking was one that I was like, man, I should have done better. <laughs> yeah, we we did really good with the like I said, he he just had issues when he's around people, and then he didn't do th- well with dogs. But he he, I feel like pitbulls are super easy to train. Like he he learned how to be he was potty trained in two days, not even two days, I don't think. He and I trained him while I was at a dorm. I was living in the dorms when we rescued him, and me and one other dude. um, he would watch them when I went to baseball practice. So we, we trained them. He was potty trained in two days. Uh, he, uh, the guy was, I was training him with, he had a dorm room with his brother. Um, and they were like fifth year seniors. Like they were just finished up the last semester. And so they would watch him. And I believe my dog crapped on someone's, one of the brother's pillows. <laughs> and that was like the last time I remember, my dog actually going to the bathroom inside like that was that I can remember and it was funny because they're brothers so he didn't even say anything he just flipped the pillow over (laughs) good night yeah (laughs) so kind of funny there um 
But yeah, I, 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's also what happens when you share a dorm room with your brother. Oh, it's classic. But yeah, I, I think pitbulls are super smart. They figure things out quickly. They understand. Um, I think they just have like really good feel. Like you're saying, like he's not, uh, Zena's not going to pull Mackenzie or the, or Uriah too hard. And she also knows that if she does something to them, that I will, I will ruin her. her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She knows that I'm the alpha. She can get away with a lot of stuff, but as soon as she does something that she knows is going to piss me off, she knows Mm -hmm. that she's screwed. Yeah. My, well, and, and, and so like, so Nilo is the, my dog's, my pit bull's name. We call him Neil though. Uh, like Neil Armstrong. Uh, but he was super smart. So we used to have, we used to live in a, like a condo type and the living room was upstairs and he knows he's not supposed to be on the couch and we would leave and he would go on the couch cause he could hear us open the door. So one time and I, so I'd come home. I'm like, why is there hair on the couch? And I was like, and it, but when we come home, he'd be on his bed. So he'd like, get down and be on his bed. Like, right. Like he didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, All right. Listen here, I'm going to so one time I was like, okay, I'm leaving. I opened the door and closed it and I was super quiet and I just listened and I could hear him walk really slow and, he, <laughs> and then he was on the couch. So I just waited and then I snuck up. I slow crawled up my stairs to the living room and then I jumped up and you should have seen the look on this. Like he was like, no. oh no. <laughs> and yeah, he, he got a nice little hurting there was times where we had to remind him because he just thought he was too clever and he would do that after like six months he would do it again it's like okay there's hair on the couch no one has dog fur in this family except for you yeah so genius (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah it was i i loved having dogs i'd rather have them outside just because i'm allergic but my dog dog did the same thing with the couch so when she was sleeping in the inside of our house because right now we, she sleeps out in the garage. But when she was sleeping on the inside, we'd say, okay, good night, and go to bed. And then, boom, she'd be up on the couch. And then I started catching on because I get up for work so early that when I would open the door to my bedroom, I'd hear her get off, off, like- get off the couch. <laughs> and i walk out, and she'd already be laying down on the floor like, oh, what's up, Dad? Like, no, no. So I learned this from my dad was where I would just take a broom and just put it on the couch. And huh. so – She's not going to lay on the broom, and if the broom's knocked off, then you know. I'm going to know that she was on the couch. So that that nipped that in the bud. But every every once in a while, I'll be like sitting there, and she's like, "Hey, Dad, can I get on the couch?" Like so you can just tell the dogs looking at you, like, "Come on." She's like, "Yeah, hey, there, there's room right next to you. <laughs> just get you're, over you're, a little bit. You're cold. I'm warm. I'll keep you warm. Come on, let me on there." So that's hilarious because all of all the dogs that we've had have done that. We let Casey get away with it because she was small and she could just yeah, cuddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she shedded like no others, just like our the German Shepherd. But I saw my dad do that to the German Shepherd with the broom. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to remember that one. So if all you listeners out there having problems with your dog on your couch. Broom it. Just put a broom or a, a pole or something up there that the dog can't uh, lay over. And, and hope they uh, don't outsmart you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I got a I got a random stat for you. Ooh. Up to 85% of all dogs in the world are free range. Like no fences? So or? what they classified as free range, not like free range chickens. That's when I first that was my first time. <laughs> <laughs> is street, <laughs> street dogs, village dogs. Federal dogs are technically free range. Wild dogs and or stray dogs. Okay. Isn't it like Brazil that are there some place that people just yes. let their dogs like out of their house all day long and then they like come home at the end of the day? Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I saw that in a like a documentary one time I was watching with the kids. I wanna say it's like Portugal. It's like one of those I want to say Argentina has might, a dog, like a stray dog problem, though. Like, but I could be wrong. I can't remember. I saw a documentary, and there's just like stray dogs coming everywhere. Costa Rica, maybe I don't know. Yeah, it, this was just like the people, like, all right, I'm going to work. See you later. And the dog, like, would just, go out before the like human. A movie? 
And then, no. like, was going, like, yeah, I'm going to go out of town. Yeah. See ya. See you later. I'll, I'll see you when you get home from work. And like, they would just be out and all these other dogs would come and hang out. Just be like groups of dogs walking around the streets and everything. You sure and you didn't watch it, a Disney movie? I'm positive. And it would just come home. All the dogs would just go home at, at the end of the day. And that's, that's it. Not, that's not all dogs go to heaven. Isn't that kind of in the all dogs go to heaven scene? I mean, it might be, but this was definitely a documentary. It was a real, a real thing. It was a real thing. Interesting. Free range dogs. Free. I, I didn't realize they were called free range. <laughs> also, fun fact, not really a, a statistic or anything, just a fun fact. Dogs have three eyelids. What? Like, can they see underwater like alligators? <laughs> they have an upper, a lower, and a third lid called, I would not even try to pronounce that one. Shimon. In quotes, though, it's ha. The third, yeah, well, kind of like alligator. The third lid protects the eye and keeps it, or it keeps it wet. Just kidding. I thought it said keeps it from getting wet. So it keeps it wet. Three three eyelids, huh? I wish they had like a way to do that for their nose so they don't get foxtails in their nose. Like why can't they have some blockage? That's... You, yeah, you would think because they always are in like, oh my gosh, always in foxtails, I feel I've like. I've had to get two foxtails out of my dog's nose yeah, via, we had, the, via the vet. Yeah, we've we had a couple of that. We actually the the little dog, the little Shih Tzu, Maltese thingy, uh, it got a a foxtail like inside her paw, like oh. like in, and it was like just like traveling up, and it was disgusting. It was so gross when they pulled it out. Yeah, yeah the first time, <clears throat> the first time my dog got one, I should look up a stat how many dogs die from foxtails. <laughs> <laughs> but the first time my so my every so often if i use something loud like the pressure washer or the leaf blower and my dog's outside she will just run and like all right this is dad's distracted i'm gonna go explore the neighborhood and i'll be back in like you know an hour hour and a half sometimes it's been three but the first time she ran off I'm like looking for her. I'm like, oh, screw it. I give up. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm yelling, going through the neighborhood, like Zena, just yelling. <laughs> I'm done. And I go home. And as soon as I get home, like five minutes later, she comes running back. And she's like <laughs> <laughs> bleeding out of her nose. Oh, like, God. what did you just, you just go on a cocaine binge? What are you doing? And like, I can, I can kind of like feel it. You can tell that one nostril is bigger than the other. Yep. Yeah. So I took her to the vet for that one. And then same thing the next time she like came back. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, man. Luckily, they were like a year apart. So it didn't break the bank. But I was like, yeah. Why Why you at least have my dog under? Can you trim her nails? Because we suck at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can do that. Dude, well, going back to the vet. So our two, our German Shepherd, Chocolate Lab brother and sister, I mentioned they were dumb, right? One ate snail bait, the only one ate, and the same one ate rat poison not much long like after. So I had to get his stomach pumped. Um, the <laughs> one that always would fetch things randomly came home, and her whole underbelly was like cut open. Oh, and yeah, I remember that. You were, I think you were at the house even because yeah. she like tried to jump through, I think, barbed wire, and it just slid her straight open. And she was all like, mm -hmm. yeah, it was disgusting. And so we'd take her to the vet for that, stitches or staples or something. And she I had the cone. That's right. She the had cone the cone of shame. Cone of shame. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they were both free dogs because they were mutts. Like, but they were um, – they ended up costing my parents like over probably close to 10 grand in ex medical expenses. I could be – it could right. be a, a little less than that, but it was – I felt like we were always going to the vet with these things because um, they were stupid. I was constantly getting into things, cuts, yeah. poison, yeah, my, my, poison. <laughs> my, since my dog's vet uh, expenses have been spread out, we're like, okay, it's it's not bad. But when if something drastic happens, I'm like, this is brutally honest. But I'm like, oh, there's plenty of dogs out there. Yeah, <laughs> there are great, plenty of dogs. You've been a great, great companion. Speaking of which, guess how many dogs there are. More than humans? No, 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 no. I'm gonna say it's got to be in the billions, just under. Ooh, approximately 900 million dogs 
around the globe. Now, with that being said, I don't know if that also includes like what are those African wild dogs or whatever. I'm not sure if that counts. Well, I don't think that would be like a hundred million. So, but anyways, that's still a lot of dogs. It's a lot of dog poop. Well, how many? uh, This is for the U.S. stat that I have. Ooh, okay. Hit me with it. How many um, U.S. dogs believe in Santa? <laughs> well, it might be a close, it's a close <laughs> stat number. <laughs> How many American households um, own at least one dog? You can either give me a percentage or a number. It's got to be, oh gosh. Only in the U.S. Do, 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 own a dog. Do, do, do. Do, 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 it's got to be close to like 45%. Close to 50, so 45%. Final answer? 47.8. Dang it. It's close. It's close. close. So it's more than half, huh? 63.4 million American households own dogs. Is that the regular count or is that after the votes were counted? <laughs> regular count? Oh, okay. That's, that's a... So 53, huh? And uh, only 35.7 own cats. That's the only stat. That's because that's, cats suck. That's the only cat stat I'm going to throw out there. That's it. Dude, I just want to show the lesson dogs. Cats suck. Um, there's nothing. Uh, there is one, one pivot to that, though. If you have an outdoor cat that doesn't get eaten by another animal or run away, they're very good at keeping rodents at bay like you won't have any rodent issue on your property on your in your house if you can keep a cat outside without getting it eaten by raccoons and (laughs) or any other wild animal or running away because cats suck they kind of do whatever the f they want and that's why they suck they're never happy to see you no my dog every single time happy to see me Happy to be let inside the house when it goes outside. It's like, yes, you let me in. I love you. Yeah, there's an appreciation. Yeah. There's a respect there. Yeah, cats suck. And I'm allergic to cats too. And way worse. Just my allergies get way worse. I can't even like breathe. <laughs> cats suck. They're, they're, there's nothing <laughs> positive about them. Enough, other, enough other, than the, other than they can kill mice if you can keep them outside. But the chances are something else is going to eat them or chase them off before they kill enough mice for it to matter. All I, all we, like, we did have a cat growing up. It was kind of like an outside cat, and it got in a cat fight and died, basically. Yeah, we had one, Sunshine, uh, it was my sister's cat. Dude could fight. It, and it, was, a, it was a boy. It was a boy named Sunshine, by the way. Um, but it would... There was another, Sunshine. yeah, it was another cat on the street named Pumpkin. Oh, that's right. Dude. Yeah, you remember? Yeah. And they, they would get in fights all that you'd hear. And just, they just, the, 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 the fights were crazy. And Sunshine would come back and have some cuts. But this, this cat could fight. Then Tigger was our other one. And this thing got hit by a car. Um, it got ran over by a car when it was a, kitten and it like broke his back so it always like lie weird like like his he would like lie down and the hips would be like the opposite side was super weird because he broke his back and he ended up getting hit by a car and that's what finished him off later on in his life but he was horrible at fighting he would fight and lose he'd come home and just blood everywhere like he would just lose all the time horrible Take fighter Tigger's not a fighter but Sun- sunshine was like a big old mean cat um with other cats nice nice to us also didn't pet it much because it was just it just did whatever he wanted outside. You, you outside. Never, yeah, you never knew. Yeah, outside. <laughs> That's what I was gonna um, say though. Like growing up, we had the cat, and then you know, cat died, and I was like five or six when it happened. So anytime there was a cat experience, it was us sleeping in the house, and right outside our window was a cat fight. Yeah, because <laughs> neighborhood cats all over the place, and they would always get kind of get stuck in our backyard. And then another one would hop down and be like, "Hey, what are you doing here? What are you yeah, doing here?" And then. <laughs> Like crazy cat yeah, fights. Just crazy cat fights. We had a we did have a cat. We rescued a cat. Uh, his name was Murphy. Named him after uh, named Murph. him Murphy Lee. Murphy Lee. So Murphy we called Lee. him. So we called him Murphy. Ended up it, like my dad was like 
it was like an indoor cat. We were trying to make him outdoor. He would just sit at the, the door and literally cry. It was so annoying. Um, so my mom or my dad let him out just a, a little bit and then got in a fight with something bigger and got killed. <laughs> Nine lives, huh? Yeah, it had one. <laughs> just, I don't know, cats are just so useless. They can't do anything either. If there's an intruder... It's like, hey, he's over there. Yeah. I used to walk my, my pit bull around the neighborhood all the time. Wherever I lived, I, the first thing I'd do when we moved to a new house is walk that thing around and make sure people saw that I was walking a pit bull and he's inside. Yep. Have fun. Yeah. Try me. Or try <laughs> try him or her. And, he, and the thing is, they would never know he was scared of everybody that entered the door. He'd probably hide under my bed. But they don't know that. Yeah. No one knows that I give him $1,000 if my dog yeah. bites them. <laughs> No one needs well, to know now, that. now that I know that, next time I see uh, Zena, I'm putting beef jerky all in my coat. <laughs> she still won't bite you. We'll She'll see. look at me and be like, can I jump on him at least? <laughs> we'll see. And that's another the, thing. The goal is to get bit by Zena. I could use an extra grand. Updates to come. Uh, that's another thing, though. If your dog jumps. Take the leg sweep him? No, knee him in the oh, chest. Yeah. I just punch him. <laughs> <laughs> you just three stooges in with your eye your like, <laughs> no just knee him this is a trick out there everybody if your dog if you have an issues with your dog jumping and you don't want your dog to jump anymore every time it jumps at you just knee it in the chest and it will stop jumping because it doesn't want to get kneed in the chest anymore that's you have to advice. do it every single time yep. every single every time single it time. jumps knee yep. it in the chest that's what we did to my dog and my dog does not do, she'll jump but not on you she'll be like hi hey all excited but she won't knows, jump on you don't want to get chest or knee to the yeah, chest right she's now she's got a big chest and she's like i don't want to get hit there i have a question yes do you spoil xena with good pet food or you just buy the cheapest dog food we looked up a lot of dog food because we wanted to get stuff that didn't have like flour and all the crap in it that dogs aren't supposed to eat yeah that shuts down their kidneys and liver and heart and everything yeah. else yeah it's to be like a somewhat natural dog food and we actually found that costco has one of the best brands hey. for dog What's food brand? costco kirkland oh the actual costco brand <laughs> yeah the costco brand oh okay so and they That's have like tip. they have like four different flavors so we just go back and forth between all the flavors and she loves it you don't and have a favorite I mean, the I would prefer the chicken because the salmon just continues the salmon breath, and you, I prefer to not. I don't let my good point. And I see what my dog does uh, when she's by herself, so I don't let my dog lick my face. And but I'll get closer, and it's just like the salmon, the fish breath, man. It's like ah, yeah. What? So the the chicken's a good one. I like the chicken one. So thirty eight point four billion dollars are spent every every year on food and treats. That's a lot. I feel like though, people kind of go above and beyond with like the food oh, and yeah, the treats yeah. for their dog. And like the dog insurance, dog health care. Wait, what? <laughs> There's like dog insurance, animal insurance you can get for your pet. What? So, yep. You can. Why would you do that? There's plenty of dogs. There's nine. There's actually 900 million dogs that you could. That's my philosophy. Pick from, and I'm Not pretty a, sure pounds and rescue and shelters. Dogs are somewhat pretty cheap, actually. Well, it's because um, people act like their dog is a part of the family, as in like a family member, not a pet. So they they will do whatever they can to keep it alive like they would a son or a daughter. See, Um, I'm not going to go and try to kill my dog, but... I mean, if it gets hit, if it gets smoked by a truck, like my, my dog got smoked by a car and I was like, okay, well, let's just see how this plays out. I mean, he's, he's walking, his shoulders a little jacked up, <laughs> but he was walking and the, the dog, we never took him to a vet and the dog is still alive today. We had one vet thing and they actually, because he was a rescue, they actually, and he was so messed up. He had bad mange and everything. They gave his shots and everything for like, and I was like, I'm a, I'm a college student. I'm just trying to help this dog out. They're like, oh, okay, well, here's this is just fill this out. It was like 20 bucks, and they did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Oklahoma, which is where we found them at the time, this is back in 2008, 
I was trying to find a shelter and shelters are just slammed. Like you can't find. And on top of that, they're like, okay, what kind of dog is it? And you're like, uh, it's a pit bull. And they're like, oh, okay, we're full. I'm like, wait, excuse me. And there was a couple pit bull shelters, but they were all full. So I was like, great. So I either let this dog just roam or I try to, you know, raise it. I've always wanted a pit bull. And so I did that. And, um, but yeah, like if it would to get smoked by a car, I'm not going to like go and spend five grand on trying to f- bring him back to life. Yeah. So the reason why <clears throat> there's an insurance is because where'd it go? It said something like 80 something percent. Was it? What? It's like eight, oh, eighty-five percent of dog owners consider their pets family. Okay, well, I mean, they're a family pet. Yeah, but like part of the family, eighty-five percent. So there is, there's a, there's a message here. You can love your animal. It's you an can animal. Take care of your animal, but it's an, it's a pet. And it needs to also know that it's a pet. What was that stat? Say that again. 80? 85% of dog owners. It throws in cat too, but I took it out. So I'll just leave it in. 85% of dog owners and 76% of cat owners consider their pets family. See, that's a huge number. People, that's how much pe- 10% people don't see cats. As, and you would think <laughs> you would think a cat would be more of a pet because they're probably more likely to be indoors. Mm-hmm. It's just because there's less... A dog is a pet. Yeah, it's a it's a pet. <clears throat> and that's pet. something I learned from my dad, for sure. He's like, either this is a, it's a work animal, mm-hmm. like he, he had in the military, or it's just, it's a pet. And they need to know that they're pets. Yes. Because once they think that they are a part of the family, they tend to kind of take over. They take advantage of you. They're yep. smart. Yeah. So, <clears throat> they're oh, pets. I, I have a... Okay, so I have a stat here that's very similar to yours. It says 95.5% of dog owners consider their pet to be members of the family. Oh, that's worse. And this is this is since 2022. That's... Oh, that's because all those dogs bought during the pandemic. Like, this is my child. Yeah, and then you go back to work. And you're like, okay, someone take my child. You're like, yeah, I don't want to keep this child anymore. That's an ongoing thing. That is actually an mm-hmm. they, they they get a dog because it's a puppy, mm-hmm. and then puppy gets big, puppy gets big and still acts like a puppy and is complete nuisance, mm-hmm. and then they just give it to the shelter. It's never too early to start training a puppy, people. Like we started training my dog as soon as we got it, and then she was eight weeks old. Mm-hmm. It's like it's never too early. And that's the thing. People don't train their dogs when they're young. They just play with them. They like don't do anything. The first year of their life, they mature so much that when there's no foundation of training or anything like that, it's like going from a toddler to a young man without any <laughs> training. <laughs> that would be – well, that's like what you see now. <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. So that was something that I learned from my dad. So it's helped tremendously when it's like thinking about the dog or like the kids would be like, oh, Zena's going to be home by herself. I'm like, yep, she's going to be fine. We'll see her in five hours or six hours. She has a solid bladder. She's good. But it's like anything has to do with the dog. It's like, it's just a dog. I'm, I love her, but she's yeah. a dog. <laughs> she's a dog. <laughs> Oh gosh! Give me another stat. You got another stat for me? Hit me with another let's, one. Let's see. I gotta find a good one because I highlighted the ones that I wanted to read. Here's a crazy um, one. Wait, let me lay it on you. What, what state in the U.S. do you think has the uh, highest rate of pet ownership of a dog? Of a dog, yes. Do I get a hint? It's in the middle. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Texas is in the middle, but it's south. If it's, I doubt anyone in Colorado has any uh, dogs. Um, is it a random state? No, I mean 
What what do you mean by a random state? <laughs> well, the middle it can't be Iowa. It's definitely not Oklahoma. Oklahoma's like the second most horses. That's a fun fact. I don't think it's Texas, but that's a huge state. So another big state is Montana. Is it Montana? Close. Montana's a huge state, so it has to maybe have dogs roaming. It's close to that one. Well, I don't know. Wyoming. Why Wyoming? What Seventy people? what is it? Seventy two percent. Wow. Of people in I mean, Wyoming. There's just not a lot there's just not a lot of people. Like there's nothing to do in Wyoming. And I'm assuming those are a lot of like farm dogs, work dogs. Yeah, yeah. Right? I I would assume so. But there's not a lot to do in Wyoming, so you get a dog and make sure it keeps you then, safe. This is just random, but the, the rate of pet ownership is highest among people living in mobile homes. At 75, 73.8%. That's a, might be a safety thing. I would, yeah, so I was, as my first thought, I yep. was like, yeah. That, that, that's a dog's on duty right there. That, dog can protect the whole house from right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Smart, too. I would I, I would get like four pit bulls if I lived in a mobile home. Yeah, see, we lived in a mobile home uh, when we first got married, and that's when we had our cat. Then that, that, was, not, that was not good. Yeah. <laughs> We got oh oh I totally forgot to share this one. We got a pit bull when we first got married. And I remember we, that the blue one. Yes, it was a blue. Oh, I wanted that one. You almost gave it to me. It was a blue red mix. So yes. it was like it was Such rad. Awesome looking dog. And when we moved into the house, they're like, "Oh, you, you can't have a dog." We're like, "What?" Like, yeah, you, you can't have a dog, especially not a pit bull. I'm like, but what? It's a puppy. Why? It's very ferocious. You just can't have it. It's gonna ruin the house. I'm like, what? No, it's not. We, there's a sunroom. We'll just keep it in the sunroom. It's like, no, you can't. You can't keep the dog. We're like, Ugh. so we had to get rid of it. And luckily, um, Ellis's mom took it for a bit, and then Ellis's really good friend took it, and it lived a long, prosperous life. Her name was we named her Star because she had a she had a rad little yeah. like chest thing. Yeah, it was but an then, awesome looking dog. Then she was changed to uh, Bonnie, Bonnie like, the Star, or like Bonnie Dune. Or Bonnie from uh, Toy Story. I like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie, but... Bonnie from Toy Story 3. Yeah. So I forgot that dog that we had for a hot minute. (laughs) But yeah, mobile home. We tried to have a dog. Didn't work out. All right. So I'm going to give you this stat. And then I know you have a crazy dog story because I remember living it kind of. I remember getting the phone call about this story. <laughs> so the, the thing I'm going to say first is about 40,000 people actively participate in dog fighting. Oh. Since we talk about pit bulls all the time, I'm assuming that's the main breed too. It doesn't say what, <clears throat> what the breed is. It really doesn't matter. But um, the this thing says an average dog fight lasts one to two hours and goes until one dog dies. Which One to I, two hours? Could yeah. I think a white fang. Yeah, and it's a felony in all fifty states. Yet forty thousand people are actively participating in this. So yes, they are just dogs, but no, that is not okay. That's gross. Using anything like that as a weapon or pleasure in in like you know it's a pleasure thing I would think in watching something die or kill like that's just not. It's like a gambling thing too, of course. Yeah, it's not. That's not. Not it. The, that's, that's not what they're for. Nope, not at all. Why would you teach a dog to do that? Because they're pretty much messed up, even if they do survive. Like they, they're, they're, they're not coming back from that. Some serious PTSD. Yeah, dogs exactly. get it. It's not just a human thing. Not just a human thing. But anyways, because I want to wrap this up before. It's too late. I want to hear this dog story, or I want you to retell. I've already heard this dog story, but it's been a bit, and I want you to retell the story. All right. Quick rundown. We were on a camping trip in Whiskey Town, California. We were uh, camping with my grandparents, my whole family, my immediate family, Um, and then I think two other families were with us. Um, One family... The mom had a German Shepherd, and this German Shepherd had uh, 
anger issues, I guess. <laughs> anger issues. I, so I'm going to tell it the way that I thought that this story uh, actually happened. And then I'll tell you different stuff later. I thought that they were off on a hike and a squirrel or something came out of nowhere and bit the dog and gave the dog possibly rabies. They didn't know it though. One night at the campground, we're all sitting down playing cards or whatever around the table. It's literally, you know, nighttime. Uh, we got a fire going. So picture that in the campground, bunch of tents, probably like 15 people all hanging out, including the kids. And I'm sitting probably 10 feet from the mom with the dog and the dog just starts growling. And I can't remember why it started growling either at somebody or just because it didn't want to do something or whatever. It's just like the low growl. And the owner just goes, hey, shh, and just gives, gives a little jerk on the choke chain. Dog loses its mind. <laughs> it goes in like it just sees red. Instantly bites the tip of her thumb off. Like instantly. So she lets go of the leash. knuckle, I'm assuming. It wasn't like the, the tip of like just half the nail. It was like the knuckle, wasn't it? No, it was like half the nail. Oh, okay. So like literally the tip. But she just starts screaming, he bit my thumb off, bit my thumb off. And I'm like, what? And I turn around and I see her like grabbing her hand. I'm, I think I'm nine or 10 at, at this time. <laughs> she starts screaming that. My dad goes into military dog trainer mode and instantly runs for the dog and grabs it. I'm pretty sure he grabbed it first by the mouth and tried to put the gums or the lips uh, over the upper teeth. So that way the dog won't bite anymore. And they it'll won't bite just, themselves. Yeah, it'll kind of just like squirm and try and get out of it. This dog bit through its own lips and bit my dad's fingers. <laughs> I don't know if he punched it or not, but he got a hold of the leash. And then he's, I'll never forget this. He's like, you want to dance? And he's grabbed, <laughs> he's hanging the dog up by its leash. And the dog is literally like going nuts. You just picture a dog, a big German shepherd hanging in the air by its leash whipping around everything, growling, going nuts. And my dad, my dad's swinging it around, swinging, <laughs> swinging it in the trees. And he kind of does that for a little bit. <laughs> for a well, little bit. Cause like, this is all happening so fast. So I, I don't really know how long it happened, but it, I'm staring at it happening. And then, I, then my mom's like, everybody get in the tent. So all the kids are running in the tent. We can kind of get in the tent. And we're all like, of course, looking outside. Cause we want to see what's going on. <laughs> The lady who got her thumb bit off, she's running towards the car because she she knows that she's got to go. My dad yells to the lady's husband, like, to come take this dog, and he's a big sheriff. Like, he's a big dude. And my dad literally, like, is still holding it by the leash, chucks it towards him. He grabs it, gets it on the ground where the dog is on its back looking up at him, and he has his forearms on its neck just choking it and then punching it in the face <laughs> so this big and literally I, you gotta imagine this dog is like rah, 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 going nuts the entire time and th this guy's laying on it with the mouth like inches from its face just punching it like <laughs> and then he yells to my mom terry get the duct tape get the duct tape <laughs> So then my mom's like, ah, like running, trying to find the duct tape, gets it, runs it over to him. <laughs> they both um, help hog tie the dog. Somehow my mom was able to help hog tie the dog while this guy was laying on him. Meanwhile, my dad grabbed the lady who got her thumb bit, get in the car and they run, they drive to emergency because they know so, I don't I think we had a cell phone. We might've had a cell phone at that point, but there's no point in doing that. So they drove. <clears throat> and my dad also got bit too, so he had to go as well. But he also has – he was a paramedic, so he's going to take the hurt woman. So they get the dog hogtied. <clears throat> they get it in a kennel. And then everything's like, oh, okay, we're good. Um, We did have a cell phone because I remember my dad calling back and asking everybody to help find the lady's thumb. <laughs> oh, God. So – now we're like, what? Like, yeah, we got a, 
we got to find the thumb and it's dark people. So everybody's got flashlights and we're looking around for the thumb and somebody actually found it and they found it, Ew. put it on ice. And then that person drove to where they went. They weren't able to reattach it, but somebody found it. And that was super surprising. I saw it when they put it in the bag. I was like, wow, that's gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> and then to end this, two things. That night, um, it was, wasn't raining, but it was thunder and lightning. And like, of course, icing on the cake, of course there's thunder and lightning when the crazy thing happens like this. Yeah, and we're all laying in the tent and the dog is like, <laughs> literally the whole night. And every time the lightning struck, you could see, right? You could see outside for like a hot second, maybe a couple seconds, <laughs> depending on the lightning. And you could see the kennel shaking with the dog, like rrr, 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 freaking out the entire time. And I, I guess my mom was like, hey, we need to go cut the the part where it keeps the front and uh, back legs together. So they cut that apart. So at least its front feet were tied together and its back legs were tied together, but not to each other now <clears throat> anymore. So at least it started to calm down and didn't, keep doing that all night long. They did it for a while. <laughs> and then that was basically it. After that, they took the dog to the gun range, whatever, and had it put down. Yeah. But, but in, in the story that I always remembered was that they tried to gas the dog. <laughs> Jeez. And it took so long that they had to do it like twice because the dog just wouldn't die. <laughs> okay. So what in the world? Like a month ago, I brought this story up because I was like, I gotta, I'm gonna share this story on the podcast. Like, mom, can you like refresh my memory? And I told her what I thought, and she's like, the, the dog didn't have rabies. I was like, what? She's like, no, the the dog didn't get bit by anything on a walk. The dog was just evil. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought this entire time that this dog got bit by something and had rabies. She's like, one of your brothers probably told you that. I'm like, that that's probably <laughs> that, true. That seems accurate. <laughs> that, that's something one of my older brothers would have told me. I mean, it doesn't take away the fact that the dog was insane. Yeah. So, uh, so take out the rabies factor. The dog was nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's even I more could, crazy. I could blame the rabies for what it was doing, but if it didn't have rabies, it just, it was just, evil. Light, yeah. Just something just flipped. And then she said, like, oh, yeah, the dog took forever to gas, not because they had to gas it twice, but because they had to wait for the rabies test to come back to make sure it didn't have rabies because then they, they would have to dispose of it a different way. So it just took a long time to actually euthanize it. I was like, oh, well, that ruined the other part of my story. <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought it was a psychotic animal that just wouldn't die. She's like, no, it just it took them a while to clear well, up the paperwork. It was, was like, still dang. psychotic, though. I mean, I could see your dad just chucking this dog against the trees, and it just you not dance. Like, well, <laughs> never forget that. <laughs> so uh, the lady, her, she still has like issues with her thumb, but she still has like you know half of her nail, part of her thumb, and she got more German shepherds after that. So she didn't. That didn't deter her from getting more German shepherds. All dogs are bad <laughs> or all German shepherds are evil. That's what some people would work. think. doesn't work that way. No. So after that, she had, she's had great German shepherds. It was just that one just had some, <laughs> some issue the one from the pit of hell. Dude, seriously. And on that same, <laughs> that same camping trip, we were sleeping in like one person tents and I'll never forget like a bear walking by and like, like pushing its nose against the tent. And it's like me and one other brother sleeping in there. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's the dog oh now? Gosh. Where's the dog? <laughs> so we almost got mauled by bears, theoretically. <laughs> and then a psychotic dog went crazy on the trip. And my little brother got stepped on a wasp nest or hornet's nest. He got stung <laughs> like crazy. Moral of the story, great. don't go camping. Don't, don't go camping. Don't go camping. <laughs> So that, that's I've shared that story with a lot of people, and they were like just awestruck, like what? That really happened? I'm like, yeah. When I was ten, I'll never forget that. <laughs> My dad swinging that dog into a tree. Then I, I'm blanking on his name right now. I wish I could remember it, but him just laying on top of it, punching it like that. <laughs> if I can be half of those guys, I'll be good to go. Yes. No, that's awesome. I'm glad we talked about that story because it's just such great memories for me. I mean, it's a it's a 
it's a good learning lesson for me. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a great memory. <laughs> it's a solid story though that I'll tell my kids when they get a little older. I don't want to freak them out right now. That's it. So to end uh, this one, thank you for listening to my dog story and this entire episode about dogs. Uh, that's one thing that most people have in common is that we, we all love dogs. So we had to talk about it. Wanted to uh, start off this season with a positive note. Great topic of dogs. Um, next week, we'll dive into something different like we always do. Uh, again, if you guys want to reach out to us, our email is fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. So search Fathers Unscripted, all one word. Um, thank you for joining us for the start of season four. And we look forward to talking to you again next week, you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Seasons changing. Seasons changing. Yes, they are. Seasons changing. Seasons changing. Yes, they are.